0: If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 1 and verse 9. 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 9. Here we find our series verse. And Paul says these words, and he says, For God saved us. I want you to repeat this with me. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. That was his plan plan. from before the the beginning of time. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God has a plan for you and I. He has a plan for you, a great plan. Not just a good plan, but a great plan. And he says that he had this plan from before the beginning of time. See, as followers of Christ, we have an obligation to tell the world about Jesus Christ. The message of Jesus Christ is a message of love. It's a message of forgiveness. It's a message of hope that each one of us have come to experience in our lives and come to know. Tonight's message I entitled, My Story Can Change the World. My story can change the world. I grew up in church from a real young age. I don't even know how old I was when my mom came into this church, but I'm so thankful that she deemed it necessary for my brother and I to grow up uh, uh, knowing Jesus Christ. I'm so blessed by that. Going to Sunday school, going to Royal Rangers, going to youth ministry, Young adult ministry, playing in the worship band, and all of these things, you know, becoming a, becoming a pastor, I would have never thought that I would be a pastor. It's the last thing on my mind was to be speaking in front of people, but God has different plans. Getting, getting sent out to begin a new branch of our church, and then coming back here into Norwalk. Both my wife and I both grew up uh, in this church going to Sunday school together. Had no clue, no clue. You know, we never, we never hung out until like high school. But we grew up together here serving in, serving in different ministries within the church in youth serving together having no idea the plan that God had for our lives We both graduated from New Harvest Christian School. Thank you, Jesus. We've now been married 19 years. We got four kids, four beautiful kids, two teenagers and two toddlers. So please keep us in your prayers. (laughs) And we are looking forward to what God has up ahead for us. See, what I've shared with you right now, it might have seemed to be a lot of information about myself. But what you don't understand is that what I've shared with you is only the tip of the iceberg of my story. It's only those things that you may see on the outside. Maybe you that saw me growing up in church. The things that you know. But these things are just parts of my story. And each and every one of us has a story, don't we? That story encompasses so much. So many things that all of us here might not even know about. Over the years, I've seen so many different stories walk through these doors. And why do I say that? Because that's who's coming through. Individuals who have much stories. And when, they, and when we come to greet them and we say, oh, hi, how are you doing? Good morning. It is good to see you. Or good evening. Thank you for, thank you for walking into church tonight. God has great things for you. And you begin to talk to them. And you begin to hear you know, maybe, you know, 10, 15 minutes about themselves. They begin to share with you what brought them here in the first place. They begin to share with you their, their needs and their prayers. Why they walk through these doors, what they're looking for, what they come expecting God to do in their, in their lives. And they share with you maybe, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes. But once again, all you hear is just tidbits of their story. Many times we jump to conclusions, don't we, about why people may be upset. You know, we run into people and we say, oh, man, you're a grump. Why are you so grumpy today? You have no idea what took place in their life that very morning. You have no idea what took place in their life the night before. Maybe you may you may think well you you just need to smile but you have no idea what they had just went through. You don't know the story. See, every chapter in our lives have had its purpose, hasn't it? Every chapter. And together, this compilation of chapters in our lives makes up our story. It makes up who we are. It, makes, it made you, you. Hands down. Hands down the best chapter of our lives has been the chapter where we gave our lives to Jesus Christ. That's the best chapter. In which we allow Jesus Christ to be our personal Lord and Savior. And we say, God, I'm I'm done running from you. Now I'm gonna run toward you. Now I want more of you. I know how it is to live life without you. And I don't like it. So so today I'm going to try something new. You see, and here's the awesome part is that before we were writing every chapter of our story by ourselves. Oh, but now with Jesus Christ, oh, we have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is guiding you and I. Amen. The Holy Spirit is reminding you. The Holy Spirit is helping you. As you write new chapters in your life. And not alone, amen? Now you have the Holy Spirit helping you to write these new and exciting chapters in your life. And it only gets better and better. Don't forget what Paul writes in Hebrews 12 too. When he says, focusing our eyes on Jesus, Paul says... Who is the author and finisher of our faith? What did Paul mean in those words? Well, what he meant is Jesus is not only the source of our faith, but he is also the perfecter of our faith. He's the perfecter, amen? He finishes what he begins. Thank you, Jesus. God's not done with you. He's not done with you. So much more that he strives to do in your life. So many different ways that he wants to use you. So what's your story? What is it that makes you, you? If there was a book written about you, what would that book say? How many of you would want to even read your own book? <laughs> you, may, you may read it and you'd be thinking like, wow, this person is a mess. <laughs> if someone didn't tell you it was you. Man, there is no hope for that person. Woo, never read a book that bad. I gotta wash my eyes. <laughs> seen things that bad. Would others be encouraged by it if there was a book written about you, about your story, about your life? Would others read it and, 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 and come to know who God is? Would they come to know God a little better? Think about it, Church. Tonight, I want to look at three powerful ways in which our story can be used. Number one, tonight, I want to look at identity. Say that with me, identity. You see, our stories describe our experiences and challenges that we've all had to face. Your story is unique to you. See, there may be people who have gone through similar uh, similar situations and challenges that you have, but no one, no one in this world has lived the exact same life as you. No one. What does that mean? That means that you are unique. Each and every one of us is unique. There is no one else just like you. Someone needs to say, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) We don't need more than one of us, right? One is enough. David writes in Psalm 139, verse 14, And he says, thank you. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, yes, you are. David says, it is amazing to think about. He says, your workmanship is marvelous and how well I know it. One of my favorite movies is a movie called The Bourne Identity. I'm sure many of you have seen it. It's got a whole series of those movies. Matt Damon plays Jason Bourne, a man trying to figure out his true identity. He doesn't know his real name. He doesn't know where he comes from. He doesn't know how he learned all these, all these uh, uh, skills that he had. And he wants to find out who he truly is. But it sounds like David in the Bible knew exactly what his true identity is. He knew that mankind did not come to be from an explosion, he knew that mankind didn't evolve from animals. He knew this. Instead, David says, He says, Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. I am wonderfully made. I am wonderfully created by an awesome creator. He understood that he was intelligently designed. He wasn't a mistake. He wasn't just, boom, something that happened. No, but God had a plan. David knew that he was, that he was planned and created by The Creator, the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords. And that because of that, David understood that he had great purpose. David knew his identity. How many people today are so confused about their identity? It is sad. It's sad. When you live in a world where parents have taken a a back seat on being parents and allow their four-year-old to decide for themselves what they want to be. How dare you? May God have mercy on you. God has called you to raise those children. God has called you to to point those arrows in the right direction, that you would lead them and guide them in in the ways of God. For what? For their safety. For their well-being. For their future. Identity. We also know that every chapter in our lives can have new purpose through Christ. Why? Because we also have a new identity in Christ. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5:17 Paul says anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. That's what happened with you and I. When you gave your life to Christ, a new life began. A new beginning. You may not have felt it at that time, but that's exactly what took place in your life. I remember singing a song in church called, I'm so glad Jesus set me free. Remember that song? I remember singing that song in church. I remember singing that song at outreach. Remember, remember when we would change the words to the song? You know, we would, we, would, we, would add, we would add the words. You know, I remember being a little kid. You know, I was probably maybe like around, you know, maybe 9, 10 years old. And I, and I remember singing, singing words like, uh, uh, you know, I used to be a wino, but Jesus set me free. You know, I'm a little kid. I never drank in my life. <laughs> you know, they would, they would put all these words in the song, and I don't even want to get into what the words, you know, they put into. Like, it wasn't even G-rated anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but what were they doing? They were sharing their story. It was, it was a bunch of adults excited about what God had did in their life, about the change that Jesus made in their life. Oh, I'm so glad because I used to be all these crazy things. I used to be a fool, but Jesus set me free. I was on my way to hell, but Jesus set me free. love singing those songs because <laughs> it's so true it was only Jesus that, that, that set you free you didn't do it on your own we didn't get here on our own it was only through Jesus Christ see our story Our story is unique to you and I. Gives us our identity. Not the things that we were before Christ, but God still uses those things, thank you Jesus. He gives new purpose for those chapters in our lives that we can now share with others, thank you Jesus. But as God has given us a new identity, we begin to understand who we are in Christ. Number two, one of the powerful ways in which our story can be used is also through insight. What does that mean? That means that our stories can help in finding meaning. It allows us to make decisions And it allows us to take action. Paul writes in Romans 8, 28, and he says, and we know that all things, he says, and we know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and are fitting into his plans. Let me read that once more because I don't know if you got that this evening. And we know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and are fitting into His plans. You see how these words give us insight? These words shed light. These words give us understanding, don't they? They begin to make sense of the things that take place in your life. When you when you read this verse, you begin to think, oh, you know what? Wow, that's true. Because I was wondering why this was happening, and I, I couldn't put my finger on it. I couldn't quite understand why this was taking place, or why I had or, or why I had to experience this circumstance in my life. But when you read God's word, it gives you insights. It gives you understanding. See, you and I need to have great confidence that God is concerned about you and I and that he has a great plan for us. Remember our opening verse that we read. His plan was to save us. Not to... to, Have us pay for our sins forever and ever and ever. Not to see us suffer because of bad decisions. He says, But his plan was to save us. Yes, we may have been in the bondage of sin and listening to the lies of the enemy. He said, But I have come to save you. I have come to give you understanding. I have come to be the light. You've been living in the darkness. Let me shed some light. He says his plan was to save us, that we would live a holy life. What does it mean to be holy? It means to be set apart. To be holy means to be set apart. What does that mean? Does it mean mean that that I have to totally isolate myself from the unbeliever? (laughs) God hasn't called you to live in a bubble. God's called you to share the word of God. He's called you to share the great news to the unbeliever, to the hurting, to the lost. He's called you and I to share our story to share what God has done in our lives so that others would come to know the goodness of God, to come to a place of understanding that you were wonderfully made through the knowledge of Jesus Christ, of what he has done for you and I, your life's experiences, your challenges, your story now has meaning. And this is what God wants to do in our lives. He wants our, those chapters in our lives and our story to have meaning. God, I see why you were doing this. God, now I understand why we had to, why we had to go through here. Because you were taking me here. And if I proceeded on my path, I would have never ended up where you placed me. Not only does our story can be used for identity and insight, but it also is used for influence. You see, our stories drive change. So many great memories growing up in church have been from Friday night outreaches. So many great stories. We would go into rough areas late at night. We'd take one of our bands, we'd take a flatbed Microphones, speakers, bullhorns, and a crowd of, of you know, over a hundred people into the streets on a Friday evening while everyone was partying. And we'd take to them the love of Jesus Christ. If they weren't coming to church, we'd bring church to them. and i remember giving people giving testimonies over the microphone you know they were they were sharing of what god had done in their lives what god had brought them from what god delivered them from and i was i was just amazed at the at the stories of which i was hearing from these individuals i had no clue from certain individuals that they lived these lives. Because you would have never have known. Thank you, Jesus. And they would share all that God had done, the, the, the goodness, uh, salvation, his forgiveness, uh, hope, the, the, the new beginning, the new life that they were now living, the new identity, how he saved them from the bondage of sin gave them new direction, new purpose and new hope. And I remember thinking as a church kid, what do I say? I don't I don't have any interesting things that God that God delivered me from. Little did I know that that was one of the big lies of the enemy. The lie that, was, that the enemy tried to feed me that I didn't have a testimony. The lie that, that I had to experience all these things of the world in order to have a testimony. I remember feeling this way and thinking, oh my goodness, you know, people, you know, uh, 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 you know, when certain people go up there and give their testimony, you know, people, you know, people that are hearing, you know, must get on their knees and start coming out to God because, because of the power of, of the transformation. But what are they going to think when I speak? When I say I grew up in church? When I say that I never drank? When I say that I never smoked, I never did drugs, I was never in any gangs, What are they going to say? They're not going to be moved by that. Little did I know that that was exactly what God wanted for our lives. Isn't that what you pray for for your kids? Isn't that what you pray for over your grandkids? that they would never that they would never experience those things that you experienced out in the world That's a testimony. And I'm not belittling any other testimonies, but I'm just saying that the lie from the enemy was 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 was, you know, working uh, in my life at that time trying to get me to believe that I didn't have a testimony. I'm so thankful that my 17-year-old, that my 15-year-old, if they were to give, to give a testimony, can say the exact same thing. I thank God for that. That's only God. And I say that not to make anyone else feel guilty or bad. Please, please don't. Don't take it like that. We are, we are all sinners saved by grace. But it is God's plan and desire to save, to save us and to spare us from the hurt of the world, isn't it? Isn't it? He doesn't, he doesn't want to see you suffer from making bad decisions. He doesn't want to, he, he doesn't, Want you to to, to experience uh, 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 sin because you know because you because you bit the fruits, because you decided that you wanted a taste. God didn't want that for you, He doesn't want that for you. He wants you to experience His goodness in all purity. And this is why, thank God, He has given you new beginnings. New beginnings, amen. your story can greatly impact others, greatly. As our worship team comes tonight, Jesus says that we are the salt of the earth. You and I, you and I are the salt of the earth. Have any of you ever tasted something that had no salt? Just think of hospital food. (laughs) That's why no one ever likes it. It's got no salt in it. It's boring. It's tasteless. It might be healthy. Okay, I'll give you that. (laughs) But there's no flavor to it. See, that's exactly what the world is. Without you and I. Without you and I, the world is boring. Without you and I, the child of God, the world is tasteless. It's got no flavor. Amen? But God has called you to be that flavor. God has called you to be that flavor tonight. He's calling you to share your story. There's people waiting to hear your story. There's people that are gonna be encouraged by your story. There's individuals who have gone through similar experiences in their lives that your story is going to encourage. Your experiences the chapters in your life are going to be used to build someone up. You know, I think about the title, Changing the World. Changing the World. Maybe, maybe you think, well, I can't, I can't change the world. How do you know? How do you know? Maybe, maybe it won't be you. Maybe it's going to be someone that you minister to. Because I'm sure all of these individuals, when, it, when, you, when you think of individuals who have changed the world, whatever, whatever names and faces come to your mind when I say that, someone reached out to them. Someone ministered to them. Someone prayed for them. Someone encouraged them. Someone shared their story with them. So you have no idea how God is going to use your life. All God wants you to do is step into it. Step into it. Begin to allow God to use your story for His kingdom building. All those things that you've experienced, don't let them go to waste. God wants to use them. God wants to use them. God has given you new purpose. He's given you new purpose tonight. He's giving you new direction. He's giving you new hope tonight. New meaning, new identity. A new zeal, a new excitement. What would that book look like? What would that book about you, what would it say? Because I'll tell you right now, that book is not finished yet. There's still chapters to be written. There's still greater things that your life is gonna be used for by God. And I'm so excited I'm so excited to see what God has in store. I'm so excited to see how your life is going to be used by God. And that's each and every one of us. You and I, you and I, we each have the ability to change those around us, to change the world. Show them God's love, show them God's forgiveness. As God continues to guide, direct and help you and I tonight as every head is bowed, every eye closed.